This morning we're going to do something a little different. Uh, as a church, we did a program with Christchurch London called Steps. We did that in October through to Christmas. And I want to just talk to you a little bit about it briefly, and then Liam and Tracy are going to tell their story from doing Steps. So I want to introduce what it is and what I found and why I am so excited about what God will do, can do in our lives through encountering him. Uh, during lockdown, one of the things I was doing a lot was just listening. I don't know why I came across Russell Brand's podcast, but I began to listen to him. If you know him, he's a comedian, and uh, sometimes his language is uh, his choice, to say the least. But he had an encounter 19 years ago on a 12-step course, and I was curious. He said he went on a course and he was a, uh, a heroin addict and an alcoholic. And he went on this course and the first step was this. I admitted that I am powerless over the effects of this destructive pattern, that this area in my life has become unmanageable. He hears that and is immediately set free. 19 years later, he still points back to the 13th of December, some year that I'm trying to do the maths on, 19 years ago, where he encountered a power that was higher and greater than him. I became curious about what had happened to him. What had God done in this man's life? And then I received an email in the summer of uh, 2020 from Christchurch London and it said, do you want to come on steps? And I realised that what Russell Brand was talking about, he'd experienced, and this steps course run by Christchurch London, they were one and the same thing. Although the one done by Christchurch London anchors the 12 steps into stories about Jesus and biblical stories of people's freedom. So steps one to three are about peace with God. Steps four to seven are about peace with ourselves. Eight to nine is about peace with other people, because we're not an island. And 10 to 12 is about keeping the peace or creating practices that enable us to carry on walking in the freedom that we've received. So this morning, I'm really gonna try and be as brief as I can. I wanna give an overview of steps one to free. Because actually I believe that in reality life is a one-step program. Come to Jesus, repeat step one, come to Jesus. The 12 steps is a way of abiding and walking and unraveling in that walk with Jesus. The first question is, what do you and I do with our pain? Where do you and I turn when we're disappointed? Where do we turn when we're stressed? Where do we flee? What gives us temporary relief? What numbs our pain? What distracts us from reality? I want to say that at the root of every single destructive pattern, every destructive thought pattern, every destructive behavior is ultimately pain. Pain is at the roots of it. The things that we think about that distract us, the things that we do that numb the pain, the things we turn to that give us comfort. There's 
some pain and we want to relieve the pressure we're experiencing. That's why we run to different things. It can be those huge, big things, like Russell Brand was talking about, but this program works really, really well on the very, very subtle things. In fact, it's more designed to work on the subtle things than necessarily the big, blatant things that we all know. It can work on these kind of things. Why do I say yes when I mean no? Why do I get angry and lose my temper when something unexpected happens? Why do I overeat or drink too much when something makes me feel bad? Why do I vow to prioritise my family and then find myself engulfed by work or an important engagement? What I worked on, why do I judge myself without mercy? To judge oneself is to despise oneself. Why would I do that? What pain am I masking and covering over? Another one I looked at, which was related. Why can't I seem to rest? Why don't I ever stop? Why am I always on and thinking? Another one we could look at is, I never take an unhelpful level of responsibility for another human. I will never take an unhelpful level of responsibility for another adult again. And then before we know it, we're doing the same thing. So steps then is a moment of, I'm going to stop running. I'm going to face reality. There's not going to be any more blame, no more excuses. I don't even need an explanation for this behaviour. There's no denial. Now what I want to say is, is this, I absolutely believe in doctors. I absolutely believe in medication. I absolutely believe that sometimes it's really important to go in to have some counselling and to talk with a person about what we're experiencing. I think all those things are okay. I do believe at certain times we need to go to the doctor and the doctor actually prescribes medication. I believe that grace is in the NHS and in the health service. But there is a freedom as well when we come to a place where we say, I'm not going to blame anybody anymore. I'm not going to excuse my past anymore. I'm not going to justify or explain away why I turn to that when I'm in pain. I'm not going to deny it. I chose. I'm responsible. A moment of being really specific. It can be like that thing in our lives when the record scratches across a disc and it grates us and thinks, what is this thing? Why do I always react like that? It works on really subtle things. It's a beautiful process where we say, one day at a time, I'm willing to walk with God. So briefly, the three steps then. Step one, powerlessness. I admitted I am powerless over the effects of this destructive pattern, that this area of my life has become unmanageable. So for example, we might say, when I start getting anxious, I don't know when it's going to stop. When I hear criticism of me or praise of me, it's like it lights a fuse. Positive or negative things are set in motion when that happens. And freedom starts by facing the truth. I can't do life alone. I need God. 
God's power meets us in reality. Amen. See, so much of Christianity is the avoidance of reality. God meets us in reality. I'm a worrier. I'm anxious. I can't rest. He meets us in that space. Not as the way we think things ought to be, but the way things really are. I can't do life without you, God. There's a moment of recognition, a moment of ownership. The 12-step thing really is about self-awareness. So often we're not aware of how we process life. We're just not aware of where we turn to with our pain. We're not aware of the words that come out of our heart, out of our mouth as an overflow. Self-awareness lets us see the areas that have become unmanageable so that we can face maybe our anger, our depression, our doubts. Step two. I came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. So this thing is unmanageable. We find ourselves on a treadmill of doing the same things again and again and again and again, starting the same conversations, doing the same behavior, having the same attitude, looking for the same stuff. There's a kind of madness to this, this repetitive thing. And the good news is there is a power that's greater than me that can set me free. And now this is a hope step. I've got hope. See, being in the place where you admit you're powerless is the most amazing place you can ever be. When you still think you can fix yourself, when you still feel you've got the willpower to do it, when you still think you could just muster up enough disciplines to change yourself, when you believe that if you could just make yourself feel bad enough about it, you'll never do it again, that's not a good place. The best place is, this is unmanageable. I'm powerless, but there's a power that's greater than me that can restore me to sanity. Now I have hope that God is ready, that God is willing, and he wants to work right at the core of this thing, right into the core of what the Bible would call a stronghold, right in the core of this area that needs to be metamorphosized and transformed by the renewing of our mind. I need his help because I keep repeating this thing and it's insane that I do it. And now I've become aware, I want it to stop. But I can't will it to stop. I need God to come in and give me the power to transform it. That you have the insight, God. You have the understanding, God. You have the power, God. You have the ability, God. And you're willing to be both my rescuer and my helper. You're compassionate. You're powerful, you're kind. That in this step we face God and we look in the direction of him. Facing God is always the right direction to look. You and I are not left on our own. We have been given a wonderful, beautiful option and a choice. And maybe this morning you're not even a believer. Step one, come to Jesus. Repeat step two, come to Jesus. You're not on your own in the world. And right now you might be looking at unmanageable areas and that you feel powerless in. You're not on your own. 
What we've been singing about this morning is a compassionate God who comes to humanity in Jesus Christ and says, now you've got an option. Now you've got a choice. You're not on your own. You don't have to fix yourself. You don't have to perform better. You can come with all the messy powerlessness and there is a God who will meet you right in that moment. You have a choice. You have hope. You have an option. The future can be different than the past was because God comes to you. I love listening to the AA Big Book of story after story after story of men and women who in this book struggle with alcoholism and they would go to their brothers and sisters and say, it's like there was another dimension to life. It's like the universe opened up and I realised that there was a God behind all of it. This powerful, benevolent, kind God was behind the sun coming up and the molecules and nature and creation. And I came to him and he met me and I entered into another dimension with him and I was freed and liberated. This is the truth of humanity. There is a God and you can know him. Step two, I've come to believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity. Finally, step three, I made a decision to turn my life and will over to the care of God. Historically, this is the one that humanity doesn't want to take. This is the one we struggle with most of all, is surrender of recognising we need to hand our life over to the care of God. Surrender is the door to experiencing freedom. That we recognise and surrender that the power I need to both be free and live free cannot come from myself. It has to come from God. And the answers I need to do life well can't come out of my own head. Friends, if we could find the answers in our own head, I think we might have found it by now. Some of us have been looking, pointing to myself. We look for answers to the things we struggle with decade after decade after decade. And what we need is a wisdom that comes from outside of us. A wisdom that comes from God. If I had the answer, I would have found it by now. Surrender is saying this, my way doesn't work. Don't work. Surrender is an encounter with a person. I think Zacchaeus, when he goes to Jesus' house, if you remember that story, is the tax collector. People hate him. He's a little bit of a thief. He steals. He, He manipulates people to get more money. Jesus comes to his and eats and he says... I surrender if I've cheated anybody four times back. He wasn't doing that to win the approval of Jesus. It was a surrendering everything. He loved money. The rich, young ruler couldn't surrender. He was rich. He had lots of money. He was young. He had status. And he was a ruler. And he had power. And Jesus had compassion and looked at him. And when Jesus said, I'm going to go right to the heart of what you do to numb your pain. Give it all away. He looked at Jesus and said, I'm rich, I'm young, and I'm a ruler. I like that more. I'm not surrendering. And he walked away from a huge opportunity and invitation. It's that moment where I say, my way isn't working. I'm giving up control and I'm trusting God. Sometimes we go round the loop of a cycle of a cycle of a cycle because right at the heart is we never surrendered. We never surrendered that thing, that 
that attachment, that thing we look to. And the beautiful thing is, when we look at that thing we attach to when we are in pain, it's actually an invitation to the authentic reality. Yeah? Sometimes you feel I'm driven by the need of approval. It's because it's pointing to the one who knows you completely and approves of you beautifully. So it's not a place of condemnation and built, beating ourselves up and saying, I've attached to this thing. It's saying it's pointing to the authentic reality that God is for you and loves you and wants to set you free through surrender to him. In surrender, we say, I have not captained my own soul well. I need another plan. I need help and I don't have the resources. Something needs amending and only God can do it. In surrender, we're saying to Jesus, I'm going to be a teachable learner student. That's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm teachable. I'm a learner I'm willing to listen to your voice and I'm willing one step at a time, one day at a time to learn your ways, Jesus, of how you view me so I view myself in the right way. The revelation of who you really are so I'm not making you up out of my own head so that I relate to people in love and I, I, I walk with you on a daily basis. God knows you by name. God calls you by name. He wants to reclaim you as his very, very own. He wants that unique person that you are, the one of a kind, never to be repeated, that glorious you to shine out to the world so that the world looks at you and sees God. And standing in the way of that is just some little bits and pieces which one day at a time can be transformed. So the DNA of God who you are right now, you're a, if you're a Christian here this morning, you are glorious, you're a new creation, you are wonderful. And these little things, they're just somehow blocking the full display of the reality of who you are. So that others can see God in you. But you might be thinking, I'd like to do steps. Um, literally in your email inbox is popping an email called Try Steps. So you can sign up now from your phone. So please feel free to get your phones out if you want to. And what are you signing up for? Well, actually, you're not signing up to do a 12-week steps program. All you're signing up for is to do a taster evening. So all you're signing up for at this point, which is going to be on Wednesday, the 2nd of March, 7.30 to 8.30, online on Zoom. And that gives you an opportunity to hear some more stories, get more of a sense of the course, and then to work out if that's something that you would like to do. So that's all you're signing up for at that point. And for those online, in the uh, show notes below, you'll find a link that you can press and you can sign up on online from YouTube. So that email will be there. If you, if you don't yet get the email and you want to sign up, just see me after and I'll put... Uh, we can, it's in the newsletter too. It's in an email today and it's on YouTube. And if you want to... Um, sign up but you don't have access to any of those things, see me and I'll connect you if you've got an email address.